Oh, when you hear that music, you know there's goodness on Travis and Slewa for a Wednesday. You boys there? I'm here. We're right under, here, Chris. We right have here. another under. Oh, you Slee sounds so excited, and we are still under Woo! construction on the stream. So yes. we're we're and we can't pull a lot of clips. So we're doing live imaging. Real quick, I got triple A for the stream. <laughs> We've got hard hats. Before we uh, before we get to a golf update, corporate Greg and I were in the back workshopping some things. And uh, how about this, Slee? We've got a little bit of a bit idea. How about Slee stats? So, for instance, it would go like this. So, a tough loss for the Lake Show last night. Here's some Slee stats for you. Then we'd have like a bell. The Mavericks out defensively rebounded the Lakers 35 to 33. But don't worry, sports fans. The fast break points were even at 17 apiece. But this is where it all fell apart. There would be another bell here. Oh, yeah. Points in the paint, fellas. Dallas had 60. and Got the dominated. Lake- 42. Hold on. Dallas had 60. Don't cut off the Slee stat. <laughs> Dallas had 60, and the Lakers only 42. These stats tell your story. Slee stats. Bell. Bell. There we go. <laughs> bell. Bell. As long so as that's Chris, part of it. Chris, you do the Slee stats? I, I think it would be the either corporate Greg or I. Okay, that's a good idea then. Depending on who's trying to pull cable to get the stream back up at the moment. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I want to bring like, in. Go ahead, Chris. Are you on like your hands and knees with that whoa, elevated whoa, floor? Whoa, whoa, like whoa, doing? Whoa. No, don't don't go back to that. Don't do that. Travis, you, you brought it up. <laughs> no, I didn't. I never brought it up. That never, never then, never now. That's never my lane. Never will be my lane. We what did I'm a show you. for three years where that was <laughs> and, the lane every and, morning. And, and how often did I participate? Well, you were watching. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically Maybe. participation. You were in the room. Yeah, yeah the well, only, I, only I, way it's not participation if you left the room. <laughs> there were many times that I wanted to. I want to know if because that elevated floor with all the cables that run into it. Are you yes. down in there like trying to fix this literally cable by cable? Well, not cable. There's they're bounded. They're big bounds of cables. Like hundreds of cables are in there. So we're trying to figure out which cable goes to which. And at, at one point, I think we were running Vietnamese on the stream, so we pulled that cable. <laughs> we put something else in it. That didn't work either. Shouldn't somebody have labeled these when they went in? No, they didn't went. think about that. That's too smart. Okay. Now we've got producer Emily, though, with an update. Again, we talked about the golf challenge for the Masters. Mason wants Mason in Ireland versus Travis at Sliwa, Masters weekend. And, of course, somehow Clinton Yates threw himself into this. Producer Emily. Yeah, Clinton Yates wants to do the play-by-play. Uh, we would does. definitely encourage that. We also, I think he needs a color guy, so I think we maybe should toss around who might, the color guy for Clinton might be. Maybe Momo put in there, color girl, color gal. And then also I think that he thinks that, Travis, you are being completely confident, completely accurate in your confidence, and I think that that's a good thing. Also, yeah, we need to have worried. all the all the uh, best listeners be our caddies. I think that'd be the best part. They get add some commentary along the way to the caddies. Did caddies. you hear that? Did you hear that uh, that tweet, Chris? I did. Yeah, they, they want they want the all the get them in there. All all stars out at Black. I was taking well. a smoke break from my construction job that I'm doing here this week. <laughs> Do you go across the street? No, no they want There's a little porch out in the back. Okay. We just go to. I go picture to. you just wearing the vest too, like you've taken vest off the and nothing shirt else, and just the vest and kind of because I've seen you at parties where you you know that that top button has never been put to use for you. And no, the never. One has never been put to use. Oh wait, for you. But, but, you got a but you're also but you're also in the wrong room. Like you're not in the right room with the right chords. Does Sliwa have the same feelings towards Beto Duran, the great Beto Duran, as he does Clinton Yates? What are the feelings? Well, we know you don't like Clinton. I mean, that's pretty obvious. Sure. I don't, yeah. I don't think that's Clinton true. is so unlikable. Yes, correct. Well, no, he's just, you know, he's kind of trying to edge his way in. He had that whole week with Travis where. Bring it in, Clinton. Get on in here. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm just going to be honest. Not, first of all, it wasn't a whole week. Slee came back on Friday. 
So let's let's not because Kaplan can't stand Clinton. Every time he sees Clinton, he just goes, "It's my, my, my show. It's my show, Clinton. It's not your show." Because no. you know, so I think good you, people right there. You might still We're have good. the same feeling. It's okay. When do we start slee stats? Do we start that tomorrow? I, I, that most likely I'll still be here tomorrow. I wouldn't have gone home. So we'll do slee stats every day until I go home. But also, apparently, producer Emily, Clinton and Slee are going to do a show soon together? Well, Travis is going to be out one day next week. So we have yes. some uh, some Thursday. potential in the wings candidates to come in. So I don't know. Do we want to have a showdown between Clinton and Allen on the air? On the wings of love, as somebody once said. <laughs> I think that sounds yeah, Clint, like come a great in on idea Thursday. to me. Just come in on Thursday, Clint. We've done shows. Has Thursday producer Emily people. mentioned her dreams today to you guys? Because she came in here telling me about her dreams that I appeared in one of her dreams. And I, I, don't I know didn't that. say Emily, that. You, I sure hope you didn't tell him that. <laughs> no. All I can tell you is you've made a huge mistake. <laughs> Chris wasn't that. in my dreams. I'm just saying I feel it a little psychic lately. I've been having a lot of dreams that have come true. And I told him. Not great things happen to be people in these dreams. And so I'm like, don't end up in one of my dreams. That was what I said. But, you know, he, he, he twists his words. It's great. You we become like never a tell medium anything. or something over the last couple of I do. Of weeks. I'm, a, I'm intuitive. I'm a medium. I think that maybe I should start charging for palm readings. I haven't started doing that yet, but I think that I, I, I have a good skill here. You, Chris, you since, you're, um, since you have uh, ended your lease in Anaheim and you're now just at the station. No, I own an Anaheim. Do you do you since you <laughs> since you rent out your place in Anaheim? Yes. Um, do you walk around barefoot now, like in the morning? Just go to the kitchen. You're grabbing a cup of coffee, maybe eating some bacon and eggs and stuff like. Like how how much are you making this place your home right now? Well, as as many people know who saw me here, where I basically lived here during the morning show days, I, there isn't a part of this building I haven't or this suite I haven't slept in, or walked around barefoot, or you know had to prep myself to get ready for the show you know we used to i used to have pillows in different closets and different offices yeah just there's a backup. pillow in my closet that was that i was thought left was left over. by raj but now it's left by uh by chris well, so I, now it's graced me that's fine i just want to make sure that everybody here knows to not ask the question about prepping himself just leave that alone just keep how many moving. points we in were the passing paint. by it travis you're the one who brought us back how many points in the paint last night uh, sleep 60 to 42 okay yeah that's that's a sleep stat yeah 100 points in one day well, now back to, uh, I almost said Sedano and Cap, but to Travis and Slee for your Wednesday. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Um, I like the Slee stats. We need some sort of uh, sounder that, do, do you guys know the Slee stacks? Do you guys, Emily, I have a feeling that's way before you. Al, do you know the Slee stacks? Not the Slee stats, but the Slee stacks. People have said Slee stack to me before, and I don't think I know what it is. I don't think it's Manuel and Gardena. He just said it all the yeah. time. So the Slee Stacks were the bad guys in Land of the Lost a million years ago. It was, a TV, it was a Saturday morning TV show, I believe, where kids went back in time to the, la- the prehistoric times where there were um, dinosaurs all over the place. And they were trying to find their way back to their current timeline, only they had to fight the Slee Stacks to do it. The Slee Stacks were the ones in the way. So that's where it, it, I think we need some sort of Land of the Lost sounder in this. Um, I'm ready. Whatever, whatever you want to throw in there. Throw in. I think they had like a weird breathing thing along the way. Les Snead is going to join us here in just a little bit, uh, about 12.15 for Rams general manager Les Snead, so make sure that you're sticking around. For I, I can hear that. I can see Morales. The reason why I brought it up, I could see him at 6 in the morning walking around. He's got a robe on, a cup of coffee, right, and just walking up and down the hallway, <laughs> stressing about the uh, the the streaming. Coffee having zone. no idea what's going on with the streaming, <laughs> but in the room staring at all the wires, I can see it all. It sounds about so. 
I got home last night. Um, you know, we had to bring in our unit uh, very quickly so people kind of know what we're talking about. We all of us have these little boxes that we took home so we can do shows from home, right? So we, so we, when we weren't in the studio, when everybody was sent home because of the pandemic, we were working from home. We had these little boxes that connect to the station. Because we're going through a transition at the station, these boxes had to be reconfigured. So we brought them in yesterday and had them reconfigured. I get home last night. And I set up my box again, and I try to connect to the station just to make sure it works for today, and it doesn't. So I reach out to Bergman, and I said, hey, Berg, uh, my, my Comrex won't connect. Um, what, what, what should, he goes, hold on a second. I'll walk in there. He was still there. It was like 830 at night. I'm like, wait, you're still there? Like, what, what, what's going on? He goes, oh, I'm just going to be. So he and Chris are having like a sleepover or something. They're, they're probably telling. Uh, it's hard working right there. Braiding each other's hair, telling ghost stories. Playing video games in the conference room. Playing video games, just getting to know each other. Staying up late, kind of talking about certain stories and and the streaming. And the streaming. At least they're getting Barton on. They're getting Barton on. Every tweet I've got, they're getting Barton on. Are you Bart Scott or are you Alan Hahn? Which of these guys are you? I'll go Alan on. You take Bart Scott, two former uh, athletes, two former hey athletes. Guys, right there. Bart to, Scott's a real athlete. I, I'm just a joker. I used to be their board up back in the day, so I lo- love those guys. But I, I think that, I think that Travis is the Bart to uh, Alan Ton because Alan and Alan, they, they're both oh, the that same. That works. Age. That works. What happened to you, Slee? You disappeared off the Zoom. Everything's fine. Just, just, just. just. <laughs> Do your thing right now. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. Everything is I'm fun. concerned when all of a sudden I, I'm used to seeing yep. you, and now yep. I don't see you. I I get a little I get a little worried along the way. Everything. Worry good? about the streaming. Is Clinton right going to pop on? Is he going to pop over <laughs> on these screens too? Did worry Ricky, about my streaming. Ricky get right in now. there. I'm, I'm very concerned about what's going on. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Rams General Manager Les Snead scheduled to join us when we come back right here. Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Les Snead getting ready to join us here in a few minutes, so we'll talk to him about everything that's going on with the Rams here in the offseason. And I, I would imagine, how, how long do you think it lasts, Al? How long do you think the glow of winning a Super Bowl lasts, like in the moment before you have to go back to work and start getting ready for the next thing? Um... Well, I, I think they're naturally going to go back to work. I think they're going to start doing what they do. and But I think there's this enjoyment that lasts all the way until you end up starting the regular season next season and you have the fans out there and you have your ceremony and people get their Super Bowl rings. I think it lasts all the way till then. And then you start, you know, it's week two and it's week three and it's like you're worried about – uh, all right. How did San Francisco do? How did, I, I think it. I, I think it could last between now, the entire summer, and then until you get to the start. It's got to be hard, right? Because think about it. They 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 win the game yep. Sunday. You got a parade on. I think the parade was on a Wednesday, Wednesday, right? So the parade ends. The combine. It's like in ten days after that. The free agency starts shortly after that. 
you've got the draft shortly after that. Like you, you, you can savor the good moments, but you, the work literally just starts piling up. The second they sweep up the confetti, it's time to go back to it. That, I, I really do think that is such a big part of why it's so difficult to repeat. Not just because everybody's gunning for you, not just because you lose players for a, a variety of reasons, but literally that the unbelievable emotional expense that you, to win a championship takes to, to kind of have all of that emotion bleed off and then have to immediately jump back in, that's remarkably challenging. You know, it's funny. I, I think there's certain organizations where you probably just – you probably truly never appreciate it the way you should because if I told you Nick Saban, Alabama. That's perfect. Do, do you think this guy – I mean, isn't he known for like after, after they won a national championship, he's – Doing his, he's he's already talking about you know we really just got it. There's a lot of work to be done. We got a lot of preparation. It's like, bro, my, you won, you you literally won eight minutes ago. My favorite Nick Saban story, with that in mind, was at, after they won the national. Not not after is the wrong word. Literally, as he's on the dais accepting the trophy, saying you know, hey, congratulations to University of Alabama head coach Nick Saban. He was he was complaining that this this is taking away from my time to go recruit people. <laughs> the game had been over for five minutes. The the game had literally just ended, and it's hey, I'm supposed to be on the recruiting trail. I, I can't be I can't be messing around with this trophy ceremony thing. I got to get ready to go recruit. That is that is a level of like almost literally, and I don't mean to diminish anybody's condition, but it's almost like a mental illness thing where you just can't enjoy the moment before you got to go to the next thing. It's very strange. I think well, there's certain franchises that's how they are. So, I mean, I think the Patriots and Bill Belichick, not that much different, I think. And then you're going to have franchises that they won a freaking Super Bowl, and they're going to be talking about it for 25 years. You know, when the Cavaliers right. won their championship in 2016, forever. that ain't going away, right? Like, that's something that you remember. And you know what? You could have five, ten seasons of misery, and you don't even make the playoffs. It's like, yeah, but remember 2016 we won that championship? The Lakers, they're one of the franchises – as quick as you won one, and I, I give the fan base a lot of credit for this. You won one, cool. So um, we are seven games below 500. <laughs> I don't care. It was a year and a half so ago right. that you won championship number 17. Blow the whole thing up. Like it, it just depends, right? Like it depends Welcome expectations wise. Welcome to LA, right? The Dodgers won the World Series in 2020, and that they didn't run it back next year. It's like, okay, now what are you going to do? The Lakers in the same way. The Rams are going to experience that too. The Clippers have gone from one of the worst organizations in the city to a really capable well-run one but it's like yeah you guys don't matter because you don't want to it's like they don't have pressure give us they don't have they they, that's the one thing like you just said i think that's the difference between some of these franchises there's franchises that have pressure right like real pressure well, the Rams alleviated a lot of that pressure with the Super Bowl championship uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Joining us right now, as promised, the general manager of the Los Angeles Rams, Les Snead. Les, let me say what I'm sure is not the first time. Congratulations to you on winning the Super Bowl a few weeks ago. You know what? I, I can't tell you this. It's not the first, but I, I don't think I'm going to ever get tired of hearing <laughs> no, I, congratulations. I wouldn't think so. Alan and I were just talking about it. How long do you kind of let yourself just really savor everything that comes along with winning one of those championships before you immediately have to get back to work with free agency, combine, draft, contracts, everything that entails in your job on a daily basis? Well, I think that I think you're gonna, I think you're gonna, I think you're gonna savor it for a while. Uh, maybe the intensity of the savor, right, is different than right the moment right after the game 
uh, maybe, you know, that, that next week and things like that. And then, and then we were able to kind of escape for some renewal time, but there, there is an element that uh, is very fulfilling, right? That you were able to, to be one of 32. Uh, that's, that's very hard to do. And, and, you know, only 56 and, and probably less than 56 is some organizations that, you know, one more than others. Now, with that being said, though, uh, it certainly can't, uh, if you want to call it rest on your, your laurels and, and things like that. And I don't think, I think in, in sports, right. You, you quickly, because of the calendar, right. You quickly get back into uh, uh competitive mode and, and, and where we're at right now, right. Is trying to right uh, retain the, the uh, most competitive roster that we can uh, over the, the free agency period. And then from there, uh, you know, add to that uh, roster to continue trying to gain an edge on the other 31. Les, I, I'm curious, um, you know, you famously known during that parade, the uh, F them picks, and <laughs> you guys obviously had, you had your own strategy, and there's been a lot of conversation of, do you think other teams are going to try to follow the Rams strategy, so forth and so forth. Why do you think it worked? And I, I, I say that because I'm, I'm curious about any of those playoff games you had other than the Arizona game. They were obviously so close. They could have gone either way. But you guys prevailed, and a lot of these key players that you went out and got or you traded for were the key pieces of it. Can you just kind of describe the uh, what happens behind the scenes? And I'm sure many different times your heart is beating like crazy during that playoff run. Well, yeah, I think when you get into the playoffs and and, and you get and, and then once you get through the wild card round and you get to the divisional round, I mean, I, I bet you could look at the, the the eight teams that played in that divisional round. And, and there was not a lot of separation, right? And a ball bounces here and there, and another team or another right group could have been playing in the in the conference championship and and, and things like that. So it, it, the 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 margin of, of let's call it edge uh, when you get to that final eight is it, probably very 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 narrow, and then and, you, and it's just going to how you're going to play that day. But I, I do think that the F them picks is. Is I get it. I think that's kind of a I call it a satirical Saturday Night Live way of <laughs> of looking at it because it, it, I think effing picks would be oh we just give them away right it's we go to pick and we just decide not to pick them we did use those uh, picks intentionally but I think one of the reasons the model works that's probably the boring part of it is you know since 2017 we've had no first round picks but we've had the second most second and third rounders we've had the fourth most. Uh, day three picks in the fifth most in the league. Sixty-six uh, percent of our roster, you know, we drafted, which is most in the league, and and fifty-five percent of it was drafted in two thousand eight or two thousand eighteen nineteen. So what that allows us to do, the model is, hey, we've got to be able to draft well, develop well, and then actually have the courage to rely on maybe inexperienced players uh, to fill roles and even start at times uh, to complement some of the players that you're talking about, some of those players, you know, like Aaron Donald, who, you know, basically uh, if you want to call it, closed the game out for us uh, if we were in baseball. Les Need, Rams general manager, joining us here on Travis and Slew, and kind of dovetailing with what Alan asked you there a minute ago, Les, is, you know, obviously you're going to need contributions from the entire team. You're going to need guys that were drafted low. You're going to need guys that maybe aren't the, the big names to step up and make big performances. But, have you ever seen a team in the NFL or anywhere else where all of your stars 
all of the guys that you went all in on, Matthew Stafford, a big play, Aaron Donald, Defensive Player of the Year, Von Miller, Odell Beckham Jr., that all of the guys that you said, you know, double down, do it again, do it again, where all of them contributed in exactly the way that you anticipated and it culminates with a championship? Yeah, I, I, that's a that's a great question. You'd like to, right, we like to pound our chest and go, yeah, we, there was intentionality behind it, right, because we did, right, we did give up, uh, you know, quality capital to get Matt Stafford. We did give up quality capital to get Jalen Ramsey. Odell, Odell it was just right. We took advantage of an opportunity. He was there. We gave up. Uh, solid capital to get Bob Miller. There were reasons we did it, but you're you're right. The math would say at least one of those players uh, might not have lived up to or exceeded expectations. But but those particular players you're talking about, right? They in the in the in the big moments starting in December into January when you got to the final eight, it did seem like all of those players, right? As Sean likes to say, played their you know, uh, best uh, when when the best was required. Uh, so that that was cool to see them. Nothing we did in the front office, right? On paper, we we felt like it was right the right thing to do. The the credit goes to those individuals because they actually had to go perform that right on the you know on the grass in those very very stressful chaotic moments, and and they did. Les need the general manager of the Super Bowl champions, the Los Angeles Rams, joining the Travis and Sliwa show. Um, Les, we, we were spending some time on this, and, you know, obviously part of our show were three hours a day, five days a week. We're talking Lakers. We're talking Dodgers. We're talking Rams. And there's something about L.A. Lakers won a championship about a year and a half ago, and you would think it was 25 years ago. Uh, Dodgers won, you know, obviously in the uh, their, their World Series just a, a year plus ago or, or whatever the case is. I'm curious, how much do you look at, because you're in L.A. and it's so tough to get people's attention and what you guys are building, you know, of course you want to check the list off of getting a Super Bowl. What's the future look like for you? I mean, I'm curious how positive, how confident you are of what the Rams are going to be like in the next next season, next three years, next five years, because we know building something sustainable is such an incredible challenge. Well I, I, it, well, I think you always have to be aware of right what window you're in. Are you are you building, or, or is it is it time to maybe do a rebuild, things like that? And and I do think we're 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 in this contention window, right? And a lot of our players, the players you mentioned, right they're they're in their prime. Our our, our head coach in his prime. So there's that moment where you go, hey, let's 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 make the most of it, right? And and that's the the one thing you just got to keep simple that we have that base rate, that base rate is we know we have a lot of good players who've shown they could right collaborate together and right do things as a team uh, together and, and do special things together, win a lot of games together. Now you have that base rate. It's up to us to, to tweak the model here and there with the effort to try to, to write add or gain edges. But then there's going to be – there's always going to be that in sports probably where, okay, uh, right, based on retirements of players and such things like that, you're going to go through, you know, a, a phase where you, you, you've got to kind of retool. Is, is it a remodel? Is it a rebuild and, and things like that? So I think that's that's what you you got to be aware of. But like you said, the, the L.A. market, it, it's a fascinating market. It's, it's, a, it's a cool place when you, when you look at the history and go, wow, 
the championships that have been here. But I, I think the one thing about the L.A. market that's really, really special and, and probably allows all of us in this market is, right, if, if you do have a quality team, right, quality players really want to be a part of not only your team but also the locale. There's just something, right, nostalgic, uh, hip, chick, whatever you want to call it. Y'all are locals. I'm not about <laughs> Los Angeles, right? When I grew up in Alabama, so I can probably remember watching the Rose Bowl on some, let's call it, gray days. And it's not like <laughs> Alabama's a, a northeastern city, but, right, it could be 42 degrees on January, and you're like, this dream of, like, wow. Look at those blue skies, those mountains. If I could one day live in a place like that. So there's something uh, nostalgic about this place that also uh, gives us a chance, to, and, and we have to take advantage of those, that opportunity. One more before we let you yeah, go. You might talking, not get in, in another city. Yeah, excuse me, Les. We're talking with Rams general manager Les Sneed. Um, you, Sean McVay, have decided uh, not to attend the combine. Take me through that decision. Why is that the better decision for you guys? Well, you know, ironically, it's to it's – to, uh, prepare for the draft uh but we're very intentional about uh the combine and, and how we do things and 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 and, and uh, you know each person in our department has a role in, in what uh, we set out for them to do uh at the combine uh but for Sean and I right we were rewarded with a long season you you have your initial kind of week of checking out uh add the parade in there right that's pretty cool you get the cherry on top there, then we we tried to escape for a week for some renewal to clear our heads, and we felt like just coming back this week, right? Instead of being right at a at the combine in a, in a convention setting, that it would be better for us to sit down, uh, right, and have focused time to talk about you know what we got to do with with our own players, you know, whose contracts expiring, things like that, and also also sit in and and gain clarity on 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 the players that are on our draft board, and for a lot of times for uh, you know, for Sean and I, right, the, the the thing we have the hardest time doing is finding time to, to truly sit down and watch them play football on a football field, not necessarily, you know, you know, let's call it jump and, and do a broad <laughs> jump. We're going to we're going to get those broad jump numbers. Our 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 analytics group's going to blend them up and, and we're going to use that data to help us be sure on decisions. But uh, that's the reason, you know, we ended up uh, staying back this year. They are the Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams. That's their general manager, Les Sneed. Les, congratulations again, and thanks for coming on. Hey, I appreciate y'all having me. Thank you, Les. You got it. Those There there are so many good answers in there, Al. There, there are so many fascinating things that he just said right there that I want to get into when we come back because I, I, let's just start with the allure of the city of Los Angeles that he talked about. I think that's something that maybe you and I – Maybe take for granted a little bit. We kind of lose track of the fact that you get an opportunity to do something like that. We'll start right there when we come back. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
So uh, we've had Sean McVay on our show a few times. We've had a couple of players along the way on our show. Is that the first time that you and I collectively have spoken to Les Snead? I think so. Might be. Yeah, I, th- I, I think, think we've talked too. to him together. Have you talked to him previously, or is that your first time? I can't remember. Maybe one other time, but uh, off the top of my head, I, I can't remember over these last couple of years. So I've talked I pro- with him all the time, every day. Me and him are best <laughs> you, friends. You guys text back and forth. Um, so I've talked to him, I don't know, let's call it ten times over the last five or six years. Yep. I've never heard him like that before. And, and I, I've never heard him. I mean, he's a good interview. As, as far as what? Like, what just, do you mean? You could tell he's in a great mood. Yeah, I know. You could tell he just felt terrific about everything that went. Think about how good that's got to feel because this is what it was. If that, let, let's just, okay, let's put these two things together. Had the Rams all in gone more like the Lakers all in than sure. the way that it did, Sure. who does that land on? Him. It's going to sit on your coach. It's going to sit on your it, general manager. It, it's going to sit on it's probably gonna, Matt Stafford. We would uh, we'd put a lot of heat on as well, depending well, on how they lost. Yeah, yeah. Stafford would have gotten some, but the Stafford mm-hmm. thing would have been, yeah. Well, we should have known better. He was in Detroit, and he's not very that. That would that would have been that. It should True. have been. Les Snead should have known better. Your it should office. have been Sean yep. McVay should have known better. Mm-hmm. And then they went in on Miller, and they went in on Ramsey, and they gave mm-hmm. all that money to Aaron Donald, and they traded away Jerry. That all of these things that. The relief, the satisfaction, the incredible enjoyment and pride that must come along with making all of these moves. And, and that's why I asked him the question that I did. Having the overwhelming majority of them hit exactly the way you needed them to hit, what an amazing feeling that's got to be. Well, you, you heard what he said. He said, by the time you got to eight teams left, it was there's not much separation between all eight of those teams and, and go back and look at the Rams in their final three games. Tampa's a one-possession game. Frisco's a one-possession game. Cincy's a one-possession game. You can easily flip a coin, and, and it, it could have fallen the other way. Now, I'm, I'm gonna give, I should give the Rams more credit because they won those games. You're not wrong. But the point I'm making is these are really, really tight, close games. There was no domination throughout. And the fact that he's saying that eight teams could have won – if the Packers won a Super Bowl, you wouldn't have been shocked. If the Niners won a Super Bowl, the way they've been playing going into the the uh, playoffs, you wouldn't have been shocked. Tampa was the defending Super Bowl champs. You could have gone Kansas City, Buffalo. You could have gone down the list. Yeah. No, it was it was the all Steelers. Now, the Steelers and the Eagles were the only two, but they weren't in the division round. They got bounced out earlier. Um, but I I, I got to go back to this too. When the F them picks, right? That this is kind of his slogan, his motto. He's got the T-shirt and everything. But but this. Yes, that. It's amazing. Um, the, this is the first time I've heard him kind of say, hey, listen, yeah, it's it's kind of the Saturday Night Live version of this, but you all need to understand that we used those picks to make moves. It's not like we just lit them on fire and laughed like they burned. We used them to go get Matthew Stafford. We used them to get Jalen Ramsey. We used them to get Vaughn Miller. We used them to do all these things. That That's that's really – and maybe it's just because I was paying a little bit more attention than what he says every other day of the year. But it was, hey, guys, I didn't just waste them to waste them. Yeah. I used them to go get other things. It's the first time I really heard it put quite like that. Well, you, you heard him say, and Andrew Siciliano, when he came on with us when we were doing the parade – it's also not talked about what they did with their second-round picks, what they did with their third-round picks, right? So I think it's easy for us, and he fuels to the fire when he has a shirt during a parade that says F them picks, right? Like he, we, we then say, yeah, exactly, picks mean nothing. 
What he's saying is, no, no, no. They're incredibly important. I just strategically use them. I, I thought it was interesting, too. He uses them differently. <clears throat> it, like, they, what... I'm just pick a team. The, the Arizona Cardinals want to make a pick. They want to select a player and yep. hope that they blossom into a star. They want to hit. Need and Sean McVay are like, I don't need to hope that Jalen Ramsey's good. He is good. Mm. Give me Jalen Ramsey. You take the shot in the dark on a guy that may or may not work out. I'll take Ramsey. I'll take Beckham. I'll take Miller. I'll take Stafford. I they, they just they value them differently, not less, just differently. He he made a mention of he referenced where are you when I was kind of proposing the question of, look, the Lakers won a year and a half ago, and we're all sitting here today saying, when are the Lakers going to go win again? That was a year and a half ago. The Dodgers won, and then they lose a series against the Braves. It's, well, how are you going to retool and get back there? I thought it was interesting when he said, you know, the all-in strategy depends where you are, right? Like, are you in a position where it's time to rebuild, or is it time to go all in? We've had this conversation all week so far about the Lakers. It's a legit conversation coming into the offseason. Are the Lakers still in a position where you think, hey, no, 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 we still have that one opportunity left, or no, it's not there at all? It's going to be, I think what's going to be interesting as the Rams get into next season and the following year and so forth, do they got a shot here? over the next couple of years to go get another one. And I know today it sounds easy and anything can happen a year from now, anything can happen six months from now, but I, I assume here the answer is they're going to be around here for a couple of years. It feels like it. It feels like they're set up for that. And like you said, where, where are you? And, and it, both literally and metaphorically, like you were asking the question more metaphorically, he answered it more metaphorically, like, hey, listen, we have this little window right here where Aaron Donald is still Aaron Donald, Stafford is still Stafford, Cup is still Cup, and we got to try to maximize this because this is where we are as a team collectively. But then he went on a, a much more literal portion of it, which yeah. was, where where are you here in L.A.? We don't have the we don't have the benefit of like the example that you use, Slee, about Cleveland, of. The Cleveland Cavaliers are going to be good, toasting bro. each other. The, P, the citizenry. They're going to be, hey, remember that title with LeBron when they came back from 3-1? Ding! And they're going to take a sip of wine. It's going to be the year 2047, and they're still going to be doing that to each other. Diamondbacks the, are still talking about their World Series. Perfect. From, you know, like, perfect. Uh, how are you not? That's the, the Rams, Diamondbacks. If you and I are having beers next year, yep. and the Rams are 5-4, and four, we're like, look at the Rams, man. Look at these guys. What are they doing? <laughs> That's how quickly it changes here in L.A., and you can attract people here, the stadium, the coach, the, the just the city itself. That I, it, He was talking about it. I've heard my friends from other parts of the country, the non-Southern Californians, talk about what this place looks like to an outsider. When you don't grow up here, when you don't live here, the idea of, wait, it's 80 degrees on January 1st? Wait, what are you talking about? The Super Bowl was just played in L.A. a couple of weeks ago. It was 85 degrees in the second week. of What is that place? You kind of lose track of how attractive that could be to somebody that hasn't grown up and gotten spoiled by it. Well, and then it comes down to, is your organization look, do they look like they know what they're doing, right? Do they look like, hey, I can go, let me tell you what else is attractive. Let's use Emily's football squad as an example. Pittsburgh might not be the most beautiful and the best weather and everything else, but you know what they do in Pittsburgh? Hey, you got a win. chance to win. Yeah. You got a chance to win. So I, I mentioned that because it's not easy yeah, to have bridges. the combination. It's not easy to have the combination of the two. It's not easy to kind of merge these two things together. Can you have a franchise that looks like they know what they're doing? On top of that, um, you get everything else that comes with it. Yeah, How many times have we brought up lately 
the LaMarcus Aldridge piece of yeah. when the Lakers were trying. Remember when the Lakers were trying to recruit all these guys, okay. and it was Hollywood, and it was this. It was. It's like, yeah, I get that. I understand that. And I get the history that you guys have. What the hell are we doing this upcoming year? Remember that? If you don't – if. if you can have all these great things that we're talking about, the weather, the this, the that. Does your squad look like it knows what it's doing? Obviously, the Rams, they, they, they check that box. That's that, And that's where we kind of are, to bring this thing full circle. The three teams that we spend most of our time talking about on this show are the Lakers, the Dodgers, and the Rams. Those are the three teams that we talk about more than – probably, if you took everything else, they don't touch any one of those three things. But think about what we're talking about. What you just described. You need to. You got this city. Okay, they all share the same city. So we got that. Check that box. Have they all been successful recently? Yes. All three of these teams have won a championship in the last two or three seasons. Check that box. Here's the third box. Do you feel like this is sustainable moving forward? Do you feel like this is something that you can do over or get close to it over and over again? The Dodgers have proven that they can because they're in the playoffs year after year after year. The the Rams under Sean McVay have been to the playoffs four times in five years, been to the Super Bowl twice in five years. And then there's the Lakers. That's the part that we don't quite know. Historically, yes. Mm-hmm. But in the in the more recent history, the oh, most it's a weird ten, transition. Tenure, yeah. it's, it's a weird place because now you're thinking, well, they did get the one recently, but that was because LeBron was amazing, AD was amazing. Those things aren't necessarily true anymore. Now with that third part of that third team, it's different. Well, it's also it's um, you're trying to figure out like they're in a very unique position. Can you make enough excuses for the Lakers to say, well, AD, well, what if we trade Russ? Like you can make excuses to say, I think we can throw this thing in for another year and give it one more shot. It's like right in that middle of, yeah, but you can also come back and the season can look almost identical to what it looks like this year. There's one other part of that, too, Al, that I want to bring up. We'll do it next on the other side. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance, plus the dump coming up. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. So you guys all know me pretty well. And I, I had a moment this morning where I feel like I had, I don't know if I've rubbed off on Emily in the wrong way or she, she just did it to throw me a bone or whatever. But she said something exceptionally mean this morning that I loved. That when she was talking about Cliff Kingsbury getting a contract extension through the 2027 season, she said, well, that's good news. That means more late season collapses for the Cardinals on the horizon. I'm like, yeah. Right. Is there any that, lie there? That's no, what we're just right. facts. It's all good for the Rams. Looking good for the Rams. It's great. I like that. I like a little also, meanness in Also, I want to fans. defend the city of Pittsburgh. It is a great place to raise a family. It is no, pro- Hey, you know what? You're <laughs> – I'm, I've never, I've never even been to Pittsburgh. You're probably 100 percent right, but you know what I'm talking about. Like the no, franchise I, is no. a good franchise. I know. People want to go play for franchises like that. You just can't give them reasons. I'm just saying, what's not to love? You have French fries in your sandwiches. They love the carbs over there. They love beer. Okay, that's just what I had to say Iron about City Pittsburgh. Iron City beer, right? Is that that Iron their, City their beer? Brew? And Yin's guys got to go downtown. What? what say what? Say what? Now? It's a Pittsburgh accent. Yin's guys <laughs> got to go downtown. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. I didn't know that Pittsburgh. Did you know that, Al? That there was a Pittsburgh accent? Uh, I did not know that. No, this is the the first guys don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, I guess not. Um, All right, the Oscars this season have a fan favorite category for awards. 
and they are trolling movies. They're putting Sing 2, Cinderella, Minamata, Army of the Dead, all these terrible movies are getting voted in for the fan favorite category. This is why this whole thing of, well, let the fans decide. No, 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 no. Because yeah. they, do, they do stuff like this. Isn't it like uh, voting for the All-Star game it's, and stuff? Like, I mean, they'll – didn't Caruso, I think it was last Taco season Fall. or something. All, yeah, it's just, you got to have – you got to have – Let's 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 kind of let's have, tone it down a little bit. Let's gotta, let's have some kind of order here. There you go. That order is the perfect word. We need some sort of order and just a minimum amount of expertise and respect for the process, and not just you know what would be hilarious. What if we all voted for Taco Fall? It's That's like when not they, that funny. It's like when they named that boat Bodie McBoatface because England opened it up to name their boat. They named it Bodie McBoatface and it worked. It's a bad, but deal. that one was actually good. That, that name is respectable. <laughs> That was the runner-up to, to rookie. It was Doggy McDogface. Is that what you're going to go with for rookie as, as choice number two? Um, 2012, this day in 2012, March 2, 2012, baseball playoffs expanded from eight until ten teams. If you have it your way, out, we'll be up to 20 by the year 2032. 22 teams because then there's a bye. It's a bye in the first round. I, I do like that you, you give credit more playoffs. You 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 want sixteen? You want what? What's okay, the, the, the where let, would it get let me ridiculous tell you for you? Where let would it be something. like? Oh, that's too much. Well, I, I, this is where I kind of am. The NBA is ridiculous at the moment, right? So I'm a fan of the playing tournament. I'm going to watch the playing tournament, but the concept, and I get the whole business side. The concept is ridiculous. Like the the concept of the Lakers and the Blazers and the Pelicans still have a, ch- a chance to make the playoffs, whether you're seven games below 500 or 12 games below 500, just when say that all out loud, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it is. But yeah. March Madness is like that too. March Madness, that's ridiculous as well. You can lose every one of your games when your conference tournament and you're in. <laughs> the bigger the field, the less significant. If you like, I don't know. It's like the trophification. Uh, put this in my good idea folder, trophification, that – this idea of, well, let's just open it up. Well, eventually there are a bunch of people that don't deserve to be in this thing, right? The Pelicans don't deserve to be in the playoffs. You know, Prairie View, Tech, A&M, West Coast doesn't yeah. deserve to be. In DeVry the- Online <laughs> University exactly. should not have a squad because, against Connecticut in round one. Because eventually they're going to beat Connecticut, and that just ruins the tournament. Emily, you should be passionate about that. Virginia was want. the first ever number one seed to get beat by a 16, right? Uh, we don't talk about that. <laughs> okay, we are, That is buried back in my traumatic memories, but yes, I agree. That, that, that Virginia was the best team in the country. The, you can't have them out in the first round because somebody went 3-0 and on a okay, weekend. But, but, That's but a bad this deal. Is, the college basketball, there's no argument there. But the baseball one, I really genuinely feel like there's not enough. That there's not enough. Repre- you have good enough teams that are winning 85-plus, closer to 90 games, or, or over 90, and cannot have a shot at winning it. That, that I think, is... You guys almost sold me. You know, I wanted the 14, and then you were telling me that, hey, I can settle with 12. I could yeah. settle with 12, too. I think that's a perfect settle. I'd be all right with that. I'd prefer 10, but 12 is not going to end the world. Today is National Read Across America Day. Last book you read, Al. I'm putting you on the spot. It's in literally here. It's called, I mean, do I even want to say it? Like, this is me going in my own world, United States of Fear. Jeez, of course, that's the book that you're reading. Not no, you oh, this is a romantic comedy, a beach actually, read. Actually, actually, no. This is the opposite side of it. This is I don't want to get it because it's all political stuff. I don't want to you know get too into it. But it's the opposite side. It's 
basically what we've had to deal with for a couple of years. That is it too far, too extreme. <laughs> I just, don't send me your reading list and don't send me your YouTube history. I don't want to. Emily, what was the book? What about you? What's the last book you read? Last what book you I want read me to read was a, called Lord the of the Rings. It was the Midnight <laughs> Library. It was kind of a. It was not necessarily a rom com, but it was a cute little book, and I read it like in like two days. All right, there you go. Could you read? Uh, mine was the Lincoln Highway. Was the last one. It's a it's a novel. It's about a, a kid and his brother who take a, a trip across America and have adventures. Send it my way. It's good. It's it's. By the way, you I, I was able to go to sleep at night every night. Felt pretty good about it. It, it didn't like. Yeah, we're all doomed. Didn't give it's you nightmares. Speaking of, Doctor Seuss has a birthday today. Happy birthday to. Uh, I think it's Theodore Geisel. Is that his real name? I think that's that's what it is along the way. Uh, green Eggs and Ham or the Lorax, Slee. Go. <laughs> green, egg, green Eggs and Ham. You will not read it, Slee, you are. I will not do it, Slee, I am. I, I, I wish I would have had a better rhyme for that along the way. That was so beautiful, Travis. Uh, Cat in the Hat. I'm trying to think of my other uh, Theodore Geisel books along the way. What is National Old Stuff Day, Emily? I don't know what that means. So uh, a peek behind the curtain. I uh, Every day I type in National Day, March 2nd, and it has this list of random things that happen, and I don't question it. So uh, National Old Stuff Day Happy National Old Step Day, you guys. I hope you guys are celebrated today. Like, am, I, am I celebrating because the pair of shorts I have on right now is like 10 years old? Is that National Old Stuff Day Remembrance? What are we talking uh, about? Yeah, you know, National Old Stuff Day. We celebrate you two. We celebrate Chris. We celebrate everyone else in the office. National <laughs> Old Stuff Day. Perfect. Uh, Nike and LeBron James have a new shoe styled after the Fruity Pebbles cereal. You have any uh, food-themed footwear that you'd like to purchase, Al? No, but I will tell you those will probably sell like crazy. Of course they will. They will sell like crazy. Do you fruit? Are you team Fruity Pebbles, Cocoa Pebbles? What are we talking about? Um, I think we were doing this. We were doing this a couple of days. I was kind of you know you looking at the the Frosted Flakes was kind of yeah. the one. You know that's yeah. kind of Frosted add a little sugar in there. Well, that's you don't it, need sugar, Alf. There's already Travis. I think you need an Oscar Mayer Wiener themed something. <laughs> that's what I want out of your shoes, like a shirt that's just Oscar Mayer Wiener. That- you could have all the lyrics to the uh, Oscar Mayer Wiener song. Oh, I wish I were an Oscar Mayer. That would that would fit pretty good. In and out themed shoes. I've seen those. I think there's In and Out vans. I'm pretty yes, sure. Yes, that, that is correct. There and they also had like vans. bucket hats, like other other gear and stuff you could buy for that. Not too bad. Uh, let's see. Two thirds of the United States saw the Super Bowl according to the Nielsen ratings. That's uh, you wonder why the NFL can do whatever they want. That's why you, you wonder why the NFL thirds. You know that that's the population. I think that is uh, that is one of those days too, where like if you ever want to get something done, go on Super Bowl. Golf. There are people who have absolute don't care at all. Go to the mall or go do that. There's nobody there. You have trouble getting a tea time? Go play on Super Bowl Sunday. Wide open along the way. Mason and Ireland coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.